the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, FBI Director Chris Wray is uh, on his way to being held in uh, contempt of Congress. Not that he cares. Uh, but he has not complied with the subpoena that House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer issued on May the 3rd that he gave Chris Ray until May the 10th to comply with. He said, wait a minute, let me check my calendar, Bruce. Isn't it May the 31st? Yes, it is. We're three weeks past the deadline for Christopher Ray to provide what is known as Form FD-1023. Now, this is a form on which Comer and Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa say a foreign national reported that then-Vice President Joe Biden received millions of dollars for steering U.S. policy to the advantage of a particular foreign country. The document, which Chris Ray has not yet disclosed, is not a classified document. So they can't say, oh, it's classified, sorry, for our eyes only. No, it's an unclassified document. So what is Chris Ray's reasoning? Oh, because it might expose sources and methods. It might also expose Joe Biden as being corrupt. Oh, that's my editorial judgment. <laughs> uh Chris Ray, despite the three-week grace period, informed Comer's Oversight Committee yesterday that it would not provide the documents that have been subpoenaed by Congress. Comer says the FBI's decision to stiff-arm Congress and hide this information from the American people is obstructionist and unacceptable. Well, no. Here's James Comer talking about Chris Ray playing defense. We know a lot more about this than uh, than what I'm going to disclose right now. The FBI needs to comply with our request. And for them to issue a statement yesterday that was just blatantly false, uh, that lowers my confidence in the FBI even more. The, this 1023 form is not classified. There's no reason for them not to work with us on this investigation. Now, I would have long since thought that James Comer's confidence in the FBI would have reached the floor and couldn't go any lower. But the mainstream media would love for this story to go away. I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's going to continue to gain traction because it's very difficult to get people to come up with a good reason why Joe Biden's grandchildren would be getting checks for thousands of dollars from foreign adversaries. I mean, you want to play off that Hunter Biden coked himself into being an energy expert. Okay, that's a awful heavy weight to hang on a very thin wire. But I mean, plausibly, maybe it could happen. But the grandkids getting checks via the 20-plus offshore LLCs with no business, no invoices, no nothing. Yeah, explain that one to me, lefty. 
We know from the evidence that we've already produced, there is a pattern all across the globe of Joe Biden's family receiving money from foreign nationals. So there's a pattern here that would suggest this allegation is more than credible, and it's way past time for the FBI to determine whether or not they need to move forward with an investigation. Yeah, I'm not going to put any stock in an FBI investigation of Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, Ashley Biden. Not going to put any stock in that. I would, I mean, there's no point in it, right? Unless you're using it to hang the FBI on its own yard arm. Yeah, okay, maybe. Now, where it's really getting politically interesting is in Iowa, where Ron DeSantis is uh, coming after Donald Trump. It's interesting. I uh, heard Megyn Kelly the other day, uh, and I like Megyn Kelly a lot. I think she's really talented. Uh, I listen to her podcast pretty regularly, but she's got to like take some of the wind out of her own sails when she says that Ron DeSantis is afraid of a tough interview. He went on with Ben Shapiro over the weekend. I don't think you're afraid of a tough interview if you go on with Ben Shapiro. And people have said, oh, he's not coming after Trump enough. He's not coming after Trump enough. Well, uh, I think those days are over. Uh, Here is Ron DeSantis in Iowa talking about Donald Trump. Unfortunately, he's decided to move left on some of these issues. And I think it's me that's just being true uh, to kind of what we said uh, we would do. I'm going to focus my fire on Biden, and I think he should do the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem if Trump wants to disparage people in the primary because you got to win the primary before the general. There's plenty of time to go after Joe Biden. And there's plenty to go after Joe Biden on. What bothers me a whole lot more is how Trump is going after people in the primary and how he's going after people who aren't even in the primary but don't rise to his required level of loyalty. The latest in that latter camp is Kaylee McEnany. Now, if you're going to come after Kaylee McEnany, you got a problem. I mean, she is articulate, smart, loyal, a mom. She's a Christian. She makes no bones about the fact she's a Christian. But here's the, it's it's not a tweet because Trump is not officially on Twitter. It's a truth, which there's very little truth on truth social from the account of Donald Trump. Here's what he said of Kaylee McEnany. Kaylee Milktoast McEnany just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I am 34 points up on DeSanctimonious, not 25 up. While 25 is great, it's not 34. She knew the number was corrected upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars couple of reactions here. Number one, is it possible she just misread the poll? Is that possible? Is it possible it was put on the prompter wrong? Is it possible that you could be a little less needy for people who have served you with distinction in the past? How many days did Kaylee McEnany stand up in front of an embittered, fangs-bared White House press corps and go to the mat defending Donald Trump on all things? And this is the thanks she gets. Oh, it's the same thanks that everybody who works for Donald Trump gets. 
right? It's like dating a stripper. You don't know how it's, you don't know when it's going to end, but you know how it's going to end bad. You just don't know when. Working with Trump is like dating a stripper. Oh, it might have its highs for a little while. I'm speaking in my former carnal mindset. But this is ridiculous. He's going after Kaylee McEnany? Milk Toast McEnany. Desanctimonious. Could we get more... I hate to insult freshmen by saying, could we get more ninth grade than this? Look, Donald Trump, you got a lot to run on as former president of the United States. How about you run on that? How about you run on some of your accomplishments? How about you run on the Abraham Accords or the low black unemployment or the fact that the American economy was humming along or the fact that foreign adversaries were afraid of you? You got a lot to run on. You don't have to resort to, nor should you resort to. Petty nicknames for people who have accomplished a lot in their life A lot of it extolling your virtues as president. I am really getting tired of this kind of petty, petulant behavior. Is it possible? I don't know if this has ever happened. Is it possible for anyone to cannibalize themselves? Because that's what Trump is trying to do here. He is going to eventually cannibalize himself. I will just say this. I will be bitterly disappointed in the conservative electorate if its loyalty to Donald Trump is so blind that it does not hold him to account for his ridiculous, petty name-calling of people who have done nothing but served him loyally in the past. This is utterly ridiculous. Not to mention his long list of of personal behaviors and failings that should make every single professing Christian question the wisdom and authenticity of backing him without asking themselves some hard questions about whether or not there are other more viable, more honorable candidates in the field. Would it be too much for my party to select a candidate that I can vote for with a clear conscience? As we end the show today and transition into the Dennis Prager Show, we'll update you on one story that we talked about as it happened. February 1st, remember New Jersey City Councilwoman, a 30-year-old woman uh, who was in her white Mercedes SUV, and somebody came up and just gunned her down, multiple gunshots. A car went about another 100 feet, crashed into two cars, she died. Uh, Her name was, I think it's Elizabeth Dwumfor. Well, now there's been an arrest and a murder charge against a 30-year-old man. Oh, Eunice Dwumfor was her name. A 30-year-old man. No, excuse me, he's 28. I'm sorry. I apologize for my error. Who knew her. This was not a, this is not a hit. This looks like a personal vendetta, the presumption, I mean, I'm, guessing here, but the presumption is they were romantically inc- romantically involved or she rejected his romantic interest. That That is what makes the most sense. They were both members of the same uh, church in Newark, New Jersey. He lived in Chesapeake City, Virginia, but his cell phone showed that he was 
where the murder took place at the date and time that it took place. So there has been an arrest in that case. Did you see the big crash near the end of the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday? I'm not a huge IndyCar fan, but it's the Indy 500. I'll watch it. I'll watch the Kentucky Derby. I'll watch the major sporting events. Uh, They had a bad accident late in the Indianapolis 500 when this guy's going by another car that was in distress. The car had hit the wall and spun out. This other car is going by, and his tire hit the tire of the car that was compromised, and the tire off the guy going super fast goes catapulting and careening over the fence and toward the toward the grandstand with the people. And I'm like, if that hits somebody, it's going to kill them. They had three people killed in Charlotte Motor Speedway a couple years ago when a tire went into the crowd. Well, thankfully, the tire went over the grandstand. And I thought, well, there's got to be people milling around, going to the concession stand, going to the bathroom. Somebody got hit by that tire. No. No. Nobody got hit by the tire. That's amazing. But a woman's car got hit by the tire. Man, I went to Indy once. You can't park. <laughs> I didn't have the par- the right parking chops to get within <laughs> a half a mile walk of the speedway. But somebody's car was parked right there, and the tire smashed into it. So she goes out to her car, and there are people waiting from Indianapolis Motor Speedway because, of course, they wanted to find out where the tire went. And so they gave her a golf cart ride to the outer reaches of the speedway and arranged for a car to take her home. Now, I got to say, this is a fail by the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Wouldn't you think a great story here would be, I mean, we're talking about an automobile race, right? Where we have how many different kinds of cars in the race? No car you would drive, of course, but I remember from watching it, they were talking about Honda cars and Chevrolet engines. Not one automaker can step up and buy this woman a new car. Her car is seriously damaged while she is attending a the quintessential American car race. The impact resulted in damage to the radiator and lights on the driver's side of her white Chevrolet Cruze. Man, it's not like she was driving the most expensive Chevrolet. That's got to be one of the cheapest Chevys out there. Get the woman a new car. What is wrong with you, Indianapolis Motor Speedway? I'll tell you this. There's nothing wrong with those of you who attended the big George Strait concert at Ohio Stadium over the weekend. From the New York Post. Hey, you made the big time, Columbus. Something that happened at the George Strait concert made the New York Post. A woman during the concert, went to the concession stand to get a beer. While at the concession stand, she noticed that the cooler full of beer was completely stocked with Bud Light, which it appeared no one had purchased because there were other beers in the case whose supply had been severely diminished. Michelob Ultra and White Claw. But the Bud Light looked like nobody had purchased it, which caused her to tweet 
What did she tweet here? I got it here. Nobody is buying Bud Light. And then she showed the picture. Um, excellent. Excellent job, Columbus. Bud Light's market share is down $16 billion since they aligned with Dylan Mulvaney. This, of course, is a uh, issue that the Budweiser people are trying to fix, but they're not doing a very good job of it. Here is a statement from Bud Light CEO Brendan Whitworth. He said, we never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe don't cozy up to a fake woman who, it's worse than that, exaggerates images of women that don't even apply to women at all. Dylan Mulvaney is like the worst representation of what a woman actually is. Not all women are as, in fact, I don't know a woman. In my life, I don't know a single woman who, as an authentic woman, acts like fake woman Dylan Mulvaney. CEO of Bud Light, Brandon Whitworth's statement went on. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. Want to bet? And then he goes, full guilt trip. My time serving this country. It's great when people serve the country and they don't brag about serving the country. People like Ron DeSantis. You ever hear DeSantis talk about his military service? No. You ever hear J.D. Vance talk about it? No. We had a Senate candidate who talked about it all the time, and he didn't get elected. I would like to think a little bit of that is because his service was all about him, not about the people he was supposed to be serving. Whitworth statement, my time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. You didn't learn that lesson. And the values upon which America was founded, freedom, hard work, and respect for one another. Well, you haven't shown any respect for those of us who find transgenderism to be decidedly immoral and damaging to our kids. And so we are holding you accountable. Reinforcing, Mr. Whitworth, the lesson of accountability that you say you got when you were serving the country that is pretty apparent. You did not. Now, I experienced this phenomenon myself last night. I was up near the High Banks Metro Park, and I went over to McDonald's to get something to eat. And I pulled up the McDonald's app on my phone, and they wanted to know where I was, my exact location. So McDonald's and Chick-fil-A are experimenting with geofencing GPS. They say so your order will be ready when you show up at the store. I found it creepy. I wanted to just see what the specials were and order them. I vote no on this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.